Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on July 18th, Lord's Day service. We come now to our time of confession, and our exhortation comes from Psalm 119, verse 60, which says, I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Delayed obedience is disobedience. The saying in our home is that you must obey right away, all the way, with a cheerful attitude, every day. Today I want to talk about delayed obedience, which is the obeying right away part of that saying in our household. Delayed obedience is a kind of forgetting. You're tempting yourself, really, to forget when you delay to obey right away. And it frequently leads you to to actually forgetting, which, of course, is is disobedience. We don't want to be the kinds of children who go right up to the edge of the fence. When when, when a parent says to their kid, hey, I want you to, you can play outside, I just want you to stay in the fence. If the kids run up to the fence and climb up on it and stand on the top and jump around, do a little dance, and they kind of sit on the edge and dangle their, their legs off the edge, they're not really obeying. They're not really obeying all the way. And they're, they're tempting, they're flirting with, with, uh, with breaking the rule. It's, it's rebellion that's technically within the rules. It's, honoring, it's, it's like honoring God with your lips, but your heart being far from him. So delayed obedience is like that. It's dangling your feet over the edge of the fence of ignoring a command. So... And, and, and delayed obedience always has the same excuse. You tell your son, hey, I told you five minutes ago to go you know, clean your room, and you're still sitting there playing that game. Um, and, the re- and the response is always the same. Well, I was, I was about to. I'm going to. I'm going to in just a minute, just five more minutes. The problem is that you're trying to see how close you can get to flat-out disobeying, to really just ignoring. You think that you have a technical out uh, by saying that, well, I was just about to obey. Um, I was almost going to obey. But if it's not obedience, immediate obedience, it's disobedience. The military guys in the room can probably speak to this. Um, h- how well would it go if during boot camp uh, you were told by your drill instructor to drop and give him 20? You said, okay, yeah, give me a second. Probably wouldn't work, right? Um, and there's a reason for that. The story of Caleb going into the promised land is very much a similar uh, example of this, of this kind of thing. He obeyed immediately while the people, the rest of the people murmured, they grumbled, they feared, and then they kind of later obeyed. Uh, but God said that Caleb wholly followed the Lord and he was angry with the rest of the people. This idea of immediate obedience is kind of offensive to the modern mind. Um, it sounds very authoritarian. I want my kids to be free thinkers. I want my kids to understand why uh, I give the command. So I think, it's, I think it's okay. I think it's good for them to ask why. And good parents, I should say, have done a good job uh, of establishing a vision and, and their kids understand and trust that there's a why, there's a good why for, for, for every command. Um, but the moment of, of, of an instruction is not, is not the, it's the absolute wrong time to engage in a debate about whether or not the command is, is a good command. So when a child, instead of saying yes or yes ma'am, starts to argue, well, Susie didn't have to do that, or makes an excuse, as I, you know, like, I, I did that yesterday, why do I have to do that today? 
or whatever, you know, whatever it is, a wise parent recognizes what this is. It's delayed obedience. It's rebellion, and a wise parent will not engage with it. Never negotiate with the terrorists, is what we say in our household. Don't feed the trolls. You get more of what you subsidize. You're inviting more delayed obedience when you engage in arguments and debates about what you've instructed every single time you give an instruction. So here's the kicker. I like to put forward that I think the people in most households that are frequently the most guilty of delayed obedience are mom and dad. So if you're here this morning, uh, and, and I'll explain that. So if you're here, more likely than not, you understand that God has commanded you to train up a child in the way that he should go. So when one of your children is out of line, throwing a fit, fighting with a sibling, being nasty to a friend, or otherwise just clearly disobeying, you know, you know, parents, mom and dad, that you've been commanded to discipline that child. And far too often, it's the parents who are not immediately obeying God. God said, train up a child. God said, instruct that child and discipline that child. And parents are rebelling against God when they do not obey and do so right away, every day, cheerfully with a good attitude. So parents, obey God right away. When your toddler is throwing a fit, stop what you're doing, even if you have guests over and say, excuse me, I'll be right back. And cheerfully, go discipline your child. Don't roll your eyes. Don't huff and puff. Obey cheerfully. It shouldn't be a scene. If, uh, if you're doing it right, uh, your, your guests won't even notice that really anything happened. You can quickly go and, and discipline that child cheerfully. Um, and, 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 and doing it cheerfully also means you don't take them in the other room and wring their neck, right? It's, it's a, you're doing it with a cheerful attitude. Moms, we talked about how uh, children will make excuses frequently when you give them a command, argue with you. Um, in the same way, you can make excuses for not dealing with your kid's sin by saying, oh, he's really tired, or, you know, he missed his nap, or he's really hungry. What, you know, what are you doing there? You're doing the same exact thing that we're, we're trying to tell our children not to do, and they will imitate. They will follow your example. Another important principle related to all of this is that God promises not to give us more than we can bear. Uh, scripture says that he considers our frame, and parents are to follow his example. Fathers are specifically told not to exasperate your children, and we remember Jesus was very, very clear uh, that we are not to stumble a little child. So if you find yourself making a lot of excuses instead of disciplining your child about how they're too tired or too hungry or whatever the thing is, it's very likely that what you're really saying is, I didn't really consider my kid's frame. Um, and I'm in a spot right now where I'm asking them to do more than they really can handle. And so in that moment, if you've gone far past their bedtime or nap time or whatever, and you're, and you're wanting to command them to clean up a mess that they've made, you probably should do that. Right? You should probably not tempt them to sin in that moment where you know their frame and you know that they're kind of past that point. You should just go ahead and do it yourself. You're exasperating them. And, this, and you see this a lot with parents too where it's like rapid fire. You, know, you got a little one and it's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop that. And, and, and you know, it's, it's overkill and, it's, and, it's, and you're tempting a kid to burst right? um, and, to, uh, and to be exasperated. So the, the principle, one of the big principles I want to just kind of leave you with here is this idea that we as parents want to pick our battles uh, wisely, and then we want to win every battle, which means that you don't fight every battle. You let love cover a lot of sin, things uh, that you're going to deal with eventually, but not right now. 
you're considering their frame, and you're addressing those sins with wisdom at the right time. You're not going to get a toddler to become a perfect, upright, mature citizen overnight. Sorry to burst your bubble on that. It's not going to happen. Give fewer commands, but the commands that you do give require immediate obedience. Finally, dads, God has made you the head of your home, and you... And so you, first and foremost, before anyone else, need to be the first one to respect this responsibility to discipline your children. Dads, when your kids start acting up, don't start looking over at your wife, hoping that she's going to get up and deal with it. You be the one to bear the burden, to take up your cross and to lead. Leadership is service. Christ is the ultimate picture of leadership and authority. The world wants to tell us that leadership is privilege, and therefore, it's, it's evil. But Christian leadership is Christ-likeness. He is our ultimate authority. He is the head of the household, and we, the church, are his bride. His leadership is taking our sin upon himself, responding to a situation that's not his mess. It's someone else's mess. It's his bride's mess. He takes it, and he fixes it and makes it right. And so, of course, he's doing all of this out of submission to his father, as we also must do. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.